Fucking. Hello and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, a bi-weekly podcast where we take one sort of a deep dive and look into a narrative or story-focused game. Um, as always, I am Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week we played Firewatch. Watch Firewatch was developed by Watch Watch for the Fires. Mm-hmm. I don't. Spook. You didn't do that much of it in the game, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. But uh, <laughs> it was developed by Campo Santo Studios. Um, it is out for Linux, Microsoft, Windows. It's uh, OS X, PS4, and Xbox One. Came out February 9th of 2016. It's an adventure game, and adventure is kind of a wide term. It's an adventure walking simulator type game, yeah. and it was about twenty dollars. About it. it's nineteen ninety nine. It's nineteen nine. Well, that's about twenty. You see fucking two zeros at the end of that? Then it's about 20. Out of set, it's about 20. <laughs> exactly. It's not exactly 20. That would be a lie. When you were going over the platforms for what it's for, I just thought about how cool it would be if this game was on Wii U for the compass and the map. Interesting. No one's had that thought before about a video game. <laughs> Shots was that, fired, was that come sarcasm? No. Maybe. <laughs> Fuck the Wii U. Wii U is great. It just doesn't have anything on it you know i want to know I something like interesting i've never played anything on a wii u in my entire life what? i've never held the controller before it's not as bad as it looks i kind of like it actually it, it really so for like shit like mario maker it's so cool but um maybe for like Pokemon tournament or like any other game it's not that good because it's just a mm. fat overweighted controller um yeah. i feel like they could utilize it a lot better um, I'm, I just don't know why I'm not playing Dungeons and Dragons on my Wii U tablet. Like, I, I don't understand, but whatever. I, it's the greatest shame of the 21st century. Definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. So speaking about opposite of nerdy indoor Wii U gaming, um, this game's <laughs> about being outside and uh, being isolated from society and living in a watchtower and only talking to one person, uh, would you be able to have this character's job? Um, he's a fire lookout and just be completely gone from society. Like, just nothing. No computer. I think I, think I could do it for... How long? Three or four days. <laughs> Three or four days sounds about it. About like the fifth day, I'd be like, damn, I could go for some fucking Wendy's right now. Yeah. And then I'd take a trip on into town, which would take a long time, presumably. And then I'd get the Wendy's and I'd forget how to get back. Mm. And then it's all downhill from there. Yeah. Mostly because you're, well, you're not there anymore. Yeah. So like it would, it's. It's something that I could see myself telling all my friends I'm going to be doing, meaning like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go out into the woods and I'm going to be such a, a cool indie person that like I've got all this this good ideas. I'm just going to become one with nature. And then like a weekend, five days in, I'm just I would just lose my mind and boredom. And I mean, I'd appreciate the nature and everything that it is for that week, but. I mean, it's not like the nature is changing that much. Come on, guys. Yeah, it's not like the nature is putting me through a walking simulator of nature. (laughs) Exactly. Now, if I was forced to walk places, then maybe I could do it, but I would probably not. I'd be very scared, I think, if I had that job. Yeah. I don't know. Any crick or creek would freak me out, and they'd be like, hey, go do something at night, and I'd be like, no, that's cool. I'm going to stay here. Right. And then I wouldn't ever leave at night, and people would be burning the forest down, and I'd be like, mm, deal with it in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not the right way to do my job. 
Yeah, I mean, the difference between, like, so, like, the, the interesting <laughs> is, maybe we're getting too much into the game, but, like, your the character <laughs> is mainly walking around in the forest where your job is, your realistic job is to just sit in your tower and, like, watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't, you don't do a whole lot of that. I think if I just had to watch, it would be pretty fucking boring. But if I did as much walking as Henry did, I could probably last a lot longer than a week. Mm, do you think though because he does a lot of walking and oh i'm not that fit that's for sure okay that's what i was getting at i gotta i gotta put myself in and in, uh his his boots his his, his clock <laughs> name me a shoe <laughs> brand uh, his crocs his crocs it's not his dicks his dick sporting goods boots uh, you wanna you wanna podcast. hit us with the with Proudly the game summary? Uh, yeah, let's do it. So this is just gonna be a really brief overview. We'll get into the story later, but hit me with um, it. Basically, basically the overall idea is you're gonna play Henry, who's the National Forest Fire Lookout, like we mentioned. The game takes place in 1989, which is something to keep in mind as we go through. Um, you but you take this job basically after your your wife develops uh, early onset dementia and. The entire crux of the game is basically that you you form this relationship, this friendship with your supervisor named Delilah strictly over the radio because she is another firewatch on the other side of the forest. And then as you get into the game, some sort of odd, strange things start happening. It kind of produces a sense of mystery as well as the actual relationships and characters grow quite a bit throughout the course of the story. So that's that's really the, the pie-in-the-sky overview of it. Um, <laughs> Pie in the sky. <laughs> Have you never heard the phrase pie in the sky before? No. What? Never. Not not a once. Not it's a once like, a pie you know, in the sky. You know when there's pies in the sky? Never. Um no? What about like when the moon hits your eye? Like, like a big pizza pie? That's Yeah, is that uh, is that a more? Does that do it for you? Yeah, that does it for me. I love nice. pizza. You wanna you wanna talk about the gameplay because that pizza road's gonna not stop if oh. we start to go down it. Dude, if we're starting to talk about pizza, we're gonna be talking about frozen pizza brands that we like, don't like, take out pizzas that are good. Tombstone? Tombstone is the only frozen pizza brand. It's a first person adventure game. It's like a walking <laughs> sim- <laughs> It's a walking simulator, primarily. That that's that's what we can tag it as, really. Um I don't like that because it's it's a negative stereotype. I think for mm-hmm. a game and just calling it something that, you know, there's a lot more to it, but call it what you want. That's basically what it is. You communicate. Just don't call it for dinner. Hmm? Nothing. Just, just don't call it for dinner. No. Nothing. You're, are you like 80 call- right now? Cause I don't understand <laughs> anything you're saying. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> born in the wrong generation. <sighs> Clearly this is disappointing <laughs> as hell. Don't get <sighs> Let's stop. Okay. Forever. Do, 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 do. Wow. That was a bad impersonation not, of the music. I'm not convinced used. you've listened to our intro and outro <laughs> theme ever. I'm just a bad singer, man. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't think I'm up for the rest of this. Nah, that's fine. I'll take over from here. Yeah, you communicate no, with Delilah, though. <laughs> um, so you're... you're you're a supervisor. You use that. You have a radio with her. There's a lot of different conversation options you can use. Um, usually up to two to three. Um, just giving your character some different points, some different options for talking to her. Um, the gameplay is primarily just you know walking around, hiking through the forest on trails, chopping or jumping over obstacles. 
Um, it's mostly just like press space to do this, and, and then you do it if you have the item. Um, you find your way around using a compass and map, which I think is probably the most interesting or, may I say, like difficult part of the game, where you kind of have to like look at some a part of the map and be like, oh, I'm here, and if I head north, that's where I want to be. This mm. is the pathway, and uh, that's the way you navigate around the forest trail. You're also able to point things out to Delilah, kind of like the same with the conversation options, to bring things up to her instead of the NPC bringing things up to you, which I think is kind of neat. So if you see, like, a suspicious-looking part of the forest, you can um, have the option to bring that up to her and say, hey, Delilah, this is a weird part of the forest, and then she responds to you, which is which is decent. Yeah. So going forward, uh, we're going to go through the whole story. It's spoilers. It's the whole thing. It's a very story, narrative-driven game. I, um, if you want to play the game, if you want to buy it, I recommend uh, playing it or buying it before we get into this. If you have already played it, maybe you can skip this. I don't know. I would recommend also watching the trailer for this game. Pretty, pretty good evaluation of the game as well. But if you don't want to, here is the story breakdown. We're going to cue that those beats... Those six story breakdown beats that we got. Hit me hit me up, Editor Alex. All right. If all went well, I just turned it on right there in post, but we'll see what actually happens. All right. Well, if all goes well, we're going to cut that part out in post, but we'll see what happens. Um, all right. So like Duncan said, we're just going to get into the story here. It, it, it opens in what I would consider a very up style fashion. Uh, if you've seen the, the Disney Pixar banger up, it was banger. Like that one. Yeah, it was a banger, man. <laughs> Fuck you. Anyway. Um, so yeah, you, you start with basically just getting a lot of text prompts overlaid to kind of a colorful screen. And it, it splices into that short scenes where you are walking as Henry and hard cut back into text prompts and you get to get to, you know, choose responses to things. Basically, the, the breakdown is that you were living in Boulder, Colorado, and you got pretty drunk at a bar one night, walked up to this girl that you thought was pretty pretty pretty, and you basically get to choose what you wanted to say to her, and um, regardless of what you choose, you guys end up starting a relationship. This girl's name is Julia. That becomes kind of important. And you kind of then walk through your life in terms of the, the story prompts you get, um, get to find out you know, who she was, going to school for, like, what she was going to school for, things like that. You grow up, you start to grow pretty close, you move in together. She eventually ends up getting uh, a job. Get um, a dog. You do get a dog, and you get to choose what type of dog. That was the hardest what choice for me. That wasn't the hardest choice for me, but it was pretty good. Um, <laughs> it was like a German Shepherd or a Beagle. I chose the Beagle. I did, too. It was adorable. Assumingly, you never see it. No. Um, <laughs> but then you go from there, and... Julia ends up getting a job in uh, teaching at a university in another country, and you know things things get a little bit rocky between your relationship because you hate the fact that she's not there most of the time, but she you know is flying back I think three four times a year she something like kids. that. And yeah, she wants kids. You get to choose whether or not you are ready for kids, um, and basically you you make these big big conversational choices, um, and then things start to go south pretty quickly with Julia. She starts to have a few slight breakdowns um, leading to kind of a massive breakdown at the university to the point where they put her on leave for a little while. Um, She comes back to live with you, and through a series of doctor visits, you come to realize that she has been diagnosed with dementia and is basically in her late 30s starting to lose her mind, more or less, and things get 
really dark and you know you some days you'll get the julia that you married some days you'll get someone who doesn't even recognize you and that takes its toll on henry such that he ends up actually starting to drink quite a bit while he's taking care of her culmination of that is that he ends up um going out to a bar one night and getting really drunk and driving home when he was supposed to be taking care of her making sure she was okay and actually gets pulled over and ends up getting a DUI and Julia's parents don't particularly like that so they fly back from Australia and kind of forcibly take her back with them saying that they are watching and in that to respond to that that's when Henry decides that he's going to take this job as a firewatch sort of in the middle of nowhere isolated from everyone in the Shoshone National Forest yeah all that shit happens in like five minutes, by the way. But it's such a good scene. life it roller coaster in like five favorite. minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you arrive at the Shoshone National Forest, it's your first day on the job. You are in a, a watchtower, as kind of we discussed earlier. If we can handle it, um, apparently he can. Uh, you get a radio <laughs> say radio message from your supervisor Delilah. Um, she's kind of starts off by letting you know that you know kind of giving you a brief summary of the job and you see some fireworks going off in the distance and as we all know fireworks cause fire and mm-hmm. according to Smokey, fire is bad so <laughs> that, that that then prompts us to go investigate these illegal fireworks um while you're walking towards the fireworks delilah kind of pries about your life figures out why you're out there you know and you get to choose whether to talk to her about it or not. This doesn't really affect anything, but you know, it's a nice little, nice little conversation touch you get to have. Um, then once you get to the site for the, for the fireworks are, there are no people, but there are some fireworks in a camp. Um, you then kind of follow a trail to a lake where these two teenage girls were skinny dipping and uh, Henry yells at them like a, like an angry old man tells them that they that they're not allowed to have fireworks here and that they they call him a pervert and stuff like that and just general general meanness from the girls not really too kind to henry and no um, they suck no they suck i'll go as far as to call them bitches yeah i'd say they're bitches they're bad campers bad campers um not safe Henry goes back and he's like, yeah, I think they got the message. And uh, when you come back to your watchtower, it is completely ransacked. It is. It is, And you assume that the girls did it, which I don't know if they can like teleport because I don't know how they made it there faster than you. Mm, wormhole in the lake. Wormhole in the lake. <laughs> Definitely. Figured it out. Anyway, uh, from there, the next day, Delilah has you sort of inspect communication lines because uh, basically that's their their only lifeline to the outside world is not working anymore. So you you know walk up and down and eventually find that the communication lines kind of at the top of this large hill have been completely cut and you have a note there by the girls that basically calls you a pervert again and yells at you for harassing them and again, more general bitchiness and Delilah tells you to go back and also wants you to find them and fuck with them and you you then return uh, on your return trip you find a backpack from a, a kid named brian goodwin who delilah uh, tells you that she knew is the son of ned goodwin who was a, a lookout who had basically your exact position a couple years back who had ptsd and alcoholism but they have since left and delilah hasn't heard from any of them for a while um after after a while, you uh, I guess we should mention you do find the the camp where the girls were, but it's all 
torn to shit and you're not 100% sure who did it, mm-hmm. but the you girls go back to it. your watchtower. Yeah, the girls. They, they did it they, themselves. They tore their own camp to shit? Yeah, they, yeah. they tore their own camp to shit and said that we're going to go to the police and tell them that you did this and we're going to basically make you lose your job. <laughs> anyway, so then you go back to your tower, and over the course of a couple of nights, the, the next major scene that's important to know is you wake up in the middle of the night and kind of have a conversation with Delilah while she points out a forest fire that did start that she expects will probably be burning for the rest of the summer. And there's a couple of good dialogue options in there, and yeah, that's, that's Some one romance. of the major points there. There's a romantic yeah, you... point where Delilah lets you know that um, that she she does she's never talked to the other... Um, Firewatch is like she talks to you. Um, mm-hmm. that, that that's or, sort of that a subplot that runs through part of the game. Yeah, that's 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 the let you to let you know that Delilah's sweet on you. Mm, probably, maybe, hard to say. Yeah, who knows? I think I think if so, if a girl said I don't talk to anybody else, like I talk to you, I would get a little, I'd get a little reading off that. I would get nothing. I'd just be like, <laughs> cool, <laughs> and then I'd go about my business. <laughs> So uh, then Henry finds a clipboard with um, his and Delilah's conversations on it in the middle of the forest, kind of when he's just searching for, for he's going to go fishing. And um, the spooky part about it is, is it literally has everything from start to finish of what they've talked about, ending with his last conversation with her. And uh, when he goes to contact Delilah about this, he gets knocked out from the back of the head. He doesn't see the, the assaultant and... By the time he wakes up, the clipboard and radio he found that was probably used to intercept their their conversations were gone. Um, he so before in the game you do find a fenced-in area that was kind of suspicious. Um, so Delilah and Henry both agree that they want to break into this area to find because they they believe that these two things are connected. Uh, what mm. they find is very shocking. They find a large you know a semi-large camp filled with a lot of tech equipment uh what looks to be surveillance stuff some portfolios and profiles on both of them on both of their personalities their histories uh, how old they are just a lot of sketchy spooky stuff you wouldn't want to find way about too yourself much shit. yeah mm-hmm. way too much stuff <laughs> it is massively spooky so um harry nabs or henry nabs this uh tracking device that just pretty much beeps when it's close to an object that it wants to track whoever it gets set up i'm not 100 percent sure um but he nabs that takes it back with him he's going to go back and try and figure out what all this is and uh, communicate with the outside world um right yeah, i think so yeah I sort of they don't plan. make it 100 percent clear what his plan is yeah so so he's running back and as he's running back he turns around and there goes the camp up in flames can't go back there buddy um Mm-mm. and um so when he reaches his back to his watchtower there is a walkman that was taped to his door he listens to it and it's an edited version of a conversation that delilah and henry have where pretty much edited edits edits it wow <laughs> to say that i'm gonna burn the camp down so he's going to frame it on henry is what they suspect mm-hmm. um from there henry kind of goes back and a little bit of time passes and he uses the tracking device and ends up finding a backpack with a pair of keys on it which is for a cave that you go through earlier in the game where there was a big fenced off area you couldn't get through 
determining that the cave probably had something to do with everything else that was going on, because um, you found it with the tracking device. Henry then goes back to it and decides to um, basically check it out, uh, goes through, finds uh, not much on his first run through, and then ends up basically finding some climbing gear and scaling down to um, this big cavernous hole that you couldn't really see the bottom of. Ooh. And when you get down there, um, in a very, very somber moment for the game, the only thing out of the ordinary that you find is the um, long-deceased body of Brian Goodwin. As best as you can surmise, Brian um, was climbing and climbing down and for whatever reason whether his equipment broke or he wasn't strong enough he ended up falling and unfortunately falling to his death and has since remained there um, until basically you found him today um, you leave the cave again kind of inform Delilah of everything that happened she's pretty distraught over it understandably so and basically after that an emergency evacuation is set into order because the Forest fires that were previously raging have met and are becoming out of control, so it's not safe for anyone anymore. Mm -hmm. So it opens up with the last day of your fire watch. You're about to leave today. Um, and when you're packing up, the little tracking device you found earlier starts to beep. And um, you track down another Walkman where um, we put in the earbuds and it is Ned, um, Brian's father. He admits that he knew about Brian's death and that it, he claims it was a climbing accident and that it wasn't really anybody's fault. It was a complete accident. And this just put him in such a um, distraught and mentally unstable state. And he feels bad about it, but he became a hermit in the forest, unwilling to go back to society. Just very, um, a little crazy. And he admits to this has all been him he's been tracking them he's been intercepting their calls you get a little hint of that he might have had feelings for delilah i think and um you really the, the whole conspiracy gets revealed to you that it was all ned um, and the camp was just a, a a college i believe that was studying wildlife and that he kind of just took over for a while to mess with you um mm. and yeah so then you are told by Delilah that to head to her watchtower once you discover that lookout um, because the helicopter's arriving and um, it's time for you to go. You go back to, you go trail to her watchtower and uh, Delilah has left already, which is sad. Mm -hmm. I, wanted to, I, wanted, it is. I wanted to take a peek at her. I, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll get into that's that's a point for another time yeah. but the the important thing is you do get a nice little scene there where you get to kind of walk around her empty firewatch tower and inspect different things that she had referenced or basically the way she lived you get to see a picture that she drew of you um, and then you get to have a short radio conversation with her at the toward the end of the game where you know you say a few things more or less you get to say your goodbyes in my particular run through i asked her if she wanted to move back to boulder with me because that's one of the options and basically regardless of what happens she she tells you that she's going to move on with her life basically and that you should go back to julia who you had basically taken this job to run away from the reality of that problem and then 
you know, you guys say goodbye, say you'll meet later, and then a helicopter comes, and you get on the helicopter, and it takes off, and then it cuts through the credits, and the game is over. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get in kind of some meteor discussion questions at this point. We that was a lot of story. Mm-hmm. Um, ho- hopefully, hopefully it wasn't too us. much for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you are just joining us because you skipped ahead twenty minutes, good choice. Uh, good if you already knew the story, <laughs> if not, choice. bad choice. Go back, go back, go back, go back, go back, go back. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's it's maybe you know. Let's just get this out in front. This might be a slightly more contentious discussion than we've had previously because Duncan and I have very different opinions on the game. Uh, Duncan, you want to you want to give him a very very brief overview of how you felt about Overwatch? Overwatch. <laughs> Firewatch. I like Overwatch you know a lot. Start with I think Overwatch. the multiplayer is really good. Uh, I enjoyed the, the new Halloween update. <laughs> I gotta play that still. Me too. I actually haven't played it. I just wanted to say something because I I got nothing. You've never played Overwatch? No, I played Overwatch. I haven't played the Halloween update. Oh, oh well. But how did you feel about Firewatch though? Firewatch? Um, yeah. In general, I wasn't very satisfied with the game. I think throughout the questions, we'll, I'll be able to reveal my overall opinions of the game a little bit more but just so you guys know eh, it wasn't one of my favorites mm-hmm. for you and to contrast that i actually thought the game was very very well done uh, and i really enjoyed it there were definitely some points that again maybe didn't quite hit as much as i wanted them to but generally speaking i was a pretty big fan of the game so um one of my biggest gripes with the game as I thought the ending was super disappointing. Um, not because I didn't get to see Julia. That was more of just the, or Julia. Oh my God. <laughs> you didn't get to see Julia. I, let's be fair. <laughs> Actually shit. You do. There's a picture over in your camp. There is, there is, but she's blocking her own face with a camera. Oh fuck. You're right. Um, I, I only know that because I recently looked at the Wikipedia for her character. Let's get back on oh. topic though. Uh, <laughs> topic. Topic. Topics. Uh, Delilah, you know, it's not that I didn't get to see Delilah. It's just, it was the conf, every conflict that wrapped up never felt like it mattered that much to me. And I think the relationship between Delilah and Henry is the most um, prominent part of the story, even though the game kind of leads you off on the wrong way with its trailer and its description of the game in my opinion it's calling it a mystery game or you know the trailer kind of focuses a lot in on what's going on this big conspiracy all this mystery all this build-up but i believe the game's not really about that just because of how they did this ending and a lot of ways that the game concludes things speaking strictly about the ending um there wasn't i considered the ending being discovering ned's hideout and finding all this stuff because that Mm -hmm. was the end of the mystery um the end where you actually go to delilah's watchtower and look for all the stuff that was relatively satisfying but i wasn't happy with the end of the mystery i didn't feel like it really paid off in any way Mm -hmm. did you did you enjoy the ending so i'm the mystery that ended was it wasn't satisfying. I, I will agree with you on that point. It kind of built up to be something that it wasn't, mm-hmm. and then it just sort of faltered a little bit. It, it started off kind of strong. It started off being, you know, this is kind of some, maybe some spooky wood stuff. Oh, no, maybe somebody doesn't like you. Oh, man, we got something interesting going on here. Yeah. And then it sort of was like, hey, government surveillance, sci-fi. Oh, man, it's high, like, real mystery. And then it ended up not being, it ended up instead just being a very human sort of yeah. Um, solution to the whole thing and so in that way it wasn't 
I didn't think it was terrible. It just wasn't what the game was for the first, you know, two thirds of it. And then it built up to be something it wasn't. And that's, that's why it was disappointing. It's not because it was a bad ending. It's because it wasn't what the game was really focused in on. And then again, at the very end, when you, you speak to Delilah and you get to look through her place and all that, I actually really liked that. I thought that brought an incredible sense of closure to the story because mm-hmm. I, I would say that the, the main conflict is not necessary, or the main the main focus is not necessarily Henry and his relationship with Delilah as much as the main story is really about Henry and his relationship with Julia and his relationship with himself, so yeah. so to speak, where he is trying to reconcile his past life with his current life and reconcile what he did and whether or not it was okay to run away from his problems and all that and julia was more or not julia delilah was more of like a sounding board for for many of those thoughts for him and though i think the relationship definitely develops in an interesting way i i was fine with it ending the way it did because that wasn't what the story was to me personally so that's a that's a really good point i the the conflict between Henry and himself, um, Henry versus his feelings of running away, Henry versus um, you know his conscious his um, uh, relationship with Julia is mm-hmm. all good to me. Like I like all that, but I couldn't get over the mystery ending, and it's just it just stuck with me in a way that I can't shake off. Because when I came into the game, that's what I was kind of like thinking about. Even mm-hmm. though the relationship between, you know, uh, Henry and himself and every, you know, all those conflicts are better in the story. I think those are still strong. I thought that um, looking through Delilah's cabin and just going off into the distance was fine. Uh, that that doesn't really bother me. I just think it was just such a, and it's probably more of a personal thing that just mm-hmm. that was just such a, a prominent thing to me that I, that was what I felt most interested in because i felt like that's what the game wanted me to be most interested in whereas what i should have been really thinking about more critically was um what you were talking about i'm not really going to repeat it but yeah what you were talking about and um do mm -hmm. do you think that's a problem with the way the game conveys itself or do you think that's a problem with the the branding that you got to see via the the trailer and you know, brief blurbs and uh, conversations about the game that maybe fucked with your expectations in a way that wasn't I will say beneficial both. to the game's nature. I will say both. I will say that the trailer definitely led me astray. Um, it definitely made me mm-hmm. feel like I was going to be researching this mystery instead of, you know, but I get that's how they have to drop people into the game. Um, I think that the trailer was just all these kind of like, what are you what are you going to show? You know what I mean? You can't really show deep thought like that uh between henry's you know thoughts between himself it's so hard to convey so i that's why i kind of feel like this was just like this whole mystery was kind of just almost tacked on a little bit to just give you that pull to keep going while still living that relationship all right i think that's that's probably pretty fair. I, I definitely do. It, it did feel a little bit tacked on. I would agree with that. And it, it I don't think, like, to be clear, the mystery, like, when you were building up that mystery in the game was actually, I thought, done very, very oh, well. It was excellent. incredibly engaging. Yeah, um, for sure. It's just that that's not, you know, that that's not where the game was going. So then you end up with those expectations that are completely different from what you end up with in reality. And yeah. that's... 
it's a total that's tease. probably harmful overall it's a total tease with with some of the things that they do they they really build you up to these points and um i felt like every time the conflicts didn't feel like they they got resolved in a satisfying way maybe they mm-hmm. were satisfying to other people but not for me it's just mm-hmm. yeah i didn't feel like but the build up to those points going to that research facility um getting the walkman um discovering brian's dead body all that stuff build up wise was really good i will say mm-hmm. discovering um brian's dead body was probably the best um resolved conflict that was such an emotionally powerful scene mm-hmm. i feel like um i was i mean it was literally just you fall down a cave and see a skeleton but because of the the story they built around it and because of the uh, incredible incredible voice work throughout the entire game mm-hmm. you i was really honestly devastated by just seeing that down there and recognizing what had you know kind of happened you sort of piece it all together mm-hmm. right then and it's just it was heart-wrenching mm-hmm. and incredible props to the game for being able to convey that but yeah i would say of all of the of the the mystery resolution yes. i would say that that was probably the strongest of them in the game, but yeah. there were—I mean, there were also smaller ones. Um, how did you feel about the 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 girls that you find? They kind of go missing throughout the game. We didn't really touch on that in the story, yeah. but the, we, they they leave, and then Delilah tells you that they haven't been seen in a while, and you were the last person that saw them, mm-hmm. um, presumably alive. And then basically they just turn up a number of days later, and they had like stolen a car and ended up in jail. Yeah, I I I think that's terrible. That's the I think that's my least favorite part of the game. Um, everything else I think is like conf- or mystery resolution wise was a lot mm-hmm. better than this. I just I loved I absolutely loved the buildup of I love finding the tent where they were like, ha, we wrecked this tent and now we're going to blame you for it and you're going to lose your job. And like you have this conversation with the while it's like, oh, wow, they're going to they're like they're going to you know, they're going to ruin us. And there's like, this is kind of like, I felt that like fear, you know what I mean? I felt that fear Mm. with them, which was really cool and really strong. And um, there's another point where we didn't mention that Delilah talks about, should I, should I let the police know about this or should I not? Um, In my playthrough, I told them just ignore it. Don't worry about it. And then it comes up later as, oh, wow, those two girls went missing. Oh my God we're going to get blamed for it. You're the last person who talked to them. That was like heart pounding for me. Cause I'm like, Oh God, I'm going to have to talk to someone over the phone or over the radio. I'm going to have to describe to them what happened. And there was like this very scary build up to all that. And to have it just end with being told that, Oh, they, they got, they stole a car and they got arrested. We're fine. Whew. It just, it wasn't satisfying at all. It just, it just I just mm. felt like I got built up to this point and it just it just dropped me. Yeah. I think that was maybe a, a lot of the game's problem was this tonal dissonance because it kept leading you to believe this was going to be something if not necessarily supernatural, something extraordinary, something mm-hmm. but all of the conflicts resolved in a very human and normal way right like generally speaking two girls who are hiking in the woods probably didn't end up getting murdered and disappearing they probably ended up just doing something where they didn't go home generally speaking you don't 
really get government agencies spying on you and trying to perform experiments on you, mm-hmm. as far as we know. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but instead, you get, you know, well, I mean, you still don't really get crazy people doing that. But, you know, in, in, instead, you get the story of a broken father who lost his son and couldn't cope and the ways that he is basically trying to deal with that. And two and dumb I bitches. Think those are, and, yeah, well, <laughs> you know. Um, and, and, yeah, that's. That I would say is something that the game is not great at. Is that that tonal dissonance in in the middle in these small arcs? Mm-hmm. But again, I I was able to. That wasn't the part of the story that I necessarily identified with, right? I, yeah. Again, like I said, it was the the relationship between Henry and Delilah, Henry and Julia, and Henry with himself that really brought me into the game. Mm-hmm. Such that as, honestly, when the mystery started growing and it started seeming like maybe there's this government thing going on. I thought they did it well. I was interested, but I was actually a little afraid that the game was getting away from what it was supposed to be. And I was afraid it was going to turn into this crazy supernatural mystery thing. And it was going to not deliver on the, the part of it that I was really jiving on, which was the, the relationship and the, the struggle of, of Henry. Yeah. I, so do you think that the story uh, between the mystery story or the uh, relationship story, which one had the back seat and which one had the front seat? Because I definitely feel like the mystery had the back seat, where or the front seat. I mean, sorry, the mystery of the front seat. Whereas the relationship kind of had the back seat. With I don't feel like I got as much um, content out of it than I got out of the mystery. I would say the mystery had the front seat for. A, a portion of the game okay. right because i i would say for the first it's, it's like three hours long i would say for about the first hour and a half the relationship was at the front up until things started getting real spooky mm-hmm. um and then once they got real spooky the mystery had the front seat and that just kind of kind of yeah. took it and went from there up until uh, probably the last 20 minutes or so of the game yeah. so I, I don't think, know. I, I would say that yeah. maybe that was wrong on their part. Mm-hmm. They're not not wrong. I don't want to criticize it's, that. Yeah. It's like it was a choice that didn't connect with me. But I hate to say it like this, but I think I might have just played the game wrong in the sense where I didn't. I wasn't <laughs> looking at the things that I should have been looking at, and I don't know if that's a design flaw or a personal flaw. Where you know you're bringing up all these really really good points about you know the relationships. And we've discussed this game prior, just, you know, about the, the ways that, that Henry is with himself, Henry is with Delilah, etc. that I wish I would have thought about more about that than the mm-hmm. mystery story as I was playing. Yeah. And I do think, to your credit, there is definitely, like, that is partially on the game. Like, they yeah. gave that too much attention and I think took it too far, but generally speaking... Yeah, I, I wonder how much of that was personal differences between us and how much of that was the game not conveying itself properly. And I, I knew a very little bit about the game before going into it, mm-hmm. and I knew that it was largely an emotional ride. So I was paying maybe closer attention to that than you were uh, yeah. initially. But that, you know, to each their own, I guess. Yeah, to each. To know. each their own. Cheers, laddie. their own. Yeah. Clink. I don't, clink. I don't have a drink. Sorry, I, clink. I, hold on. That come through. Uh, yeah, I got like I got one of those. Nice, nice man, nice. Um, that was glass and plastic, so it probably didn't sound good. No, I mean mine was aluminum and glass, so it probably sounded even fucking worse. <laughs> I think yours probably sounded better because at least they're. I was gonna say ooh, they're both metals, ooh. but they're not, are they? Ooh, ooh. 
Nice. Good nice. shit. That was way too late that we talked about that like 30 seconds ago. Fuck. Yeah, but post, right? <laughs> post. Post. Yeah. Um, All right. So I want to talk about this game's environment. I think it was like, because the game's beautiful, by the way. We didn't really mention that. Yes. The we didn't graphics talk about the art at all. Blow my mind. They look really good. <laughs> the forest looks good. The rocks look good. This is just everything looks good. It all theme it's all Man, themed well. It fits well. We've got such good commentary too. Like, did you hear how good it all sounds? <sighs> did you hear how many times we said good? Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is beautiful. Yeah. It's very, very artistic. Yeah. It's that that is probably my give you favorite part of the game. As as someone who who enjoys the three D modeling every once in a while, I could appreciate a lot of the the work that the with the texturing and the modeling and everything that went into there. Um, mm-hmm. So speaking on that front, um, it's it's a pretty big map, pretty decently large. Um, a lot of places to walk. They are very trailed though. Um, what kind of feelings did you get from just? The surrounding so avoiding the relationship uh, when things were just completely silent um what did the did the game's environment give you feelings throughout different parts of the game whether it be just the beginning when you're initially exploring or when you know there's just this like it, the the game goes very like fiery and hazy later because of all the mm-hmm. fires that are going on obviously yeah I, I would say early on in the game it actually gave me a sense of sort of smallness uh, yeah. because you don't have like a you know there's no fast travel points there's no car that you can hop in and drive through the forest it's just you know you have a map and you get to see wow this is like a lot to walk around and then you just sort of figure it out basically mm-hmm. and in in that sense it really did give me the feeling of being alone and being small um and being just sort of enveloped in this world again partially because it's absolutely gorgeous um partially just because again it, it it was intimidating almost the size of it at first but i think some of that does wear off as the game goes on and you you walk through it a bunch uh, there's like paths that you start to recognize which is kind of cool but then there's you know the the game has a way of making things not interconnect as much as it feels like they should until later in the game which obviously serves its purpose but didn't necessarily feel as as fluid as i would have liked it to there's like a trail in the middle i don't remember the name of it it was called like deadwind pass or something like that is that a wow thing uh, i think that's that a wow thing definitely not a Firewatch. oh my god i think that's a world of warcraft thing <laughs> oh no you've outed yourself as a nerd whatever will you do <laughs> on this video game podcast <laughs> it's like thunder pass or something it's it's like a very large canyon and i think i took that like eight times Really? I don't remember taking anything that much. I, I took it a lot. I'm probably exaggerating. But okay. yeah, no. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, pretty much, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just agree with you on that way. Um, at the beginning, it was super cool to just walk around and look up at everything, see its beauty, see its vastness, um, get lost in the world a little bit, even though you had a map. Um, one thing I will say about the game's environment that I didn't really like was... The game has a very specific set of paths that it wants you to take, kind of, you know, and the same way Alex kind of talked about it. Um, but I did see myself being like, okay, I want to go north and I can just like go through here. But the game has a lot of invisible walls. Like there's, there was a lot of points where I ran into invisible walls and I was kind of unhappy. I don't know if that happened with you, Alex, but I kind of almost wanted it 
to be something where it's like the paths would get you there the fastest, but you can also kind of walk through this like more um, beaten path or like, you know, something more tree, like a, a foresty front. I know that's a lot more game work uh, and development, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of something that I wanted that I kind of took me out of the game a little bit. It sounds mm-hmm. complainy, but I I mean, it's, it's a totally fair criticism yeah. to say that it, you, you wanted the world to feel more free. natural, I guess, and yeah. free. I, I, I almost didn't, though, because I would have maybe spent a lot of time like, trying to figure out those paths. I would have spent less time just engaging with the story, which was, yeah. I think, almost the perfect length as it was. So if it ended up, you know, I spent another two hours with the game exploring the world... I think I would have gotten tired of it, and I think maybe yeah. it was a very deliberate choice to not give the player the opportunity to do that because they didn't want them to feel distanced or disengaged with the world. Yeah, I guess or what I'm asking for is I want I want a gorgeous hiking sim <laughs> with no well, story. <laughs> I just want to walk around the forest. <laughs> That's a different game entirely. <laughs> we have that game. It's called Hiking. You should try what? it. How? Where? I Can I buy it on Steam? Um, How much is it? It's clever joke about life i don't know fucking go hike somewhere it's like it's actually you live in wisconsin right it's like 40 bucks for a season whoa it's not free whoa you just revealed my location people are gonna hunt me down they're gonna i live in denver we're fair now our 10 fans are gonna hunt me down and well i said you live in wisconsin (laughs) i didn't say you these are duncan's (laughs) gps coordinates and this is his cell phone number and address Okay, Duncan Social is one one one. It's very important <laughs> to the story. Okay, listen Just up. Stick with us here. We'll explain it later. <laughs> um, yeah, but but no, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, some, it's fair. There's some places I can hike around here, but yeah, totally. I lived there for a while. I hiked from time to time. It was nice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on to well, moving back to video games. Um, did you did you have anything else you wanted to say about how you wanted the game to be something it never purported to be? Maybe later. <laughs> Maybe later. I think okay. I think I'm, I'm I think I'm exhausted being a hateful hateful person for You'll a little bit never here. Be done with it. It yeah. feels too good. I think. Um, <laughs> um, do you think that you could handle what Henry went through in the pregame? So we're strict speaking strictly of. Um, you know, figuring out that your wife or not wife. I always want to say that it's his wife. Your girlfriend. No, it was his wife. It was? Wasn't it? I'm pretty sure they got married. Your significant other. Um, <laughs> your <laughs> partner. Could you handle your SO uh, being diagnosed with early onset dementia and having to take care of her like this and after building that relationship with her and being with her for that long? I, I Would want you, run you to like answer Henry? this first. I... I... That may be shitty of me, but I want you to answer this question first. Wow. I know. I'm an <laughs> I was asshole. like sitting back being like, I get to think of this while Alex <laughs> rambles. <laughs> um, my bad. My bad. My bad. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious and I don't want my perspective to taint your perspective at all. Because this was one of the questions we didn't discuss before the show. It, it never would. But, mm, but. You say that, but. You say that. That's not how the well, world Well, what works. if my perspective taints yours? I know my perspective already. Well, what if I know mine already? <laughs> well, just talk. Just talk, Duncan. Come on, man. I'm burning daylight. All right. So uh, I couldn't handle it, but I would do it anyways. I would go. I would be very depressed. I'd be very sad. Um, 
I'm a person that needs to I don't I don't want to say needs to be like in a relationship or something like that but that means a lot to me mm-hmm. and having something that's like functioning for me to fall back on I don't feel like I could function or fall back on someone who has dementia uh, because you know as the story said one day she's she's Julia and the other day she like hates you or like is just completely crazy doesn't remember you I would go absolutely mm-hmm. insane in that world um mm-hmm. I, I don't think I could handle it um a family Do you think member you would run away huh I don't think I would run away because okay. I would I would rather live in a relationship or universe where I have to suffer than having someone else suffer because and then I'll continuously think about how that person is suffering and be suffering myself anyways. So it's either mm-hmm. two or one. And I kind of live under that theory of like you'd want to have the least amount of people suffering, and at least I'd feel utilitarianism. Yeah, yeah. At least I'd feel good knowing that I'm helping her. Um, Okay. I won't lie. I, I don't. You know, it's hard to say because I've never been in that situation. I might do something promiscuous. I would never like, you know, uh, go into a drinking fit. But I, I would. Knowing, knowing just like general things, I would probably end up doing something bad. But like, mm-hmm. for the most part, I wouldn't run like Henry did. That's not. That's not my. That's not what I don't think what I would do. Um, All right. Uh, I would just need to distract myself a lot with a lot of different things. But don't think Maybe I could run hiking. I could do hiking. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um. I. This is. I'm I'm gonna ask you a question, and this is maybe diving too deep into no, our personal lives. No, go and obviously, feel go free to tell me to fuck off. Uh, have you ever had a friend or family member that had mm. Alzheimer's or dementia? Yeah, I was just I was gonna say that, and I got distracted by something. Um, gotcha. My grandmother, um, who who passed, uh, I think two years ago, maybe no more than that, like three or four, mm-hmm. um, had dementia shortly after something else bad happened, and um, she, I think it started by. She walked into the room and um, uh, I think she told my grandpa that the fairies, the next door neighbors had fairies and they were trying to call her like on the phone. Uh, really, huh. yeah, really wow. hard to hear that's, for him, I'm sure. That's not good. No, that's, I was pretty bad. Um, I mean, it yeah. got a lot better after that. I think it was mm-hmm. just like a really bad, you know, hard thing. Uh, I, I visited her eh, relatively often. I think like only, only like, it it didn't take very long after that, um, so mm-hmm. I think I saw her like three or four times, and it was really hard. And she didn't always recognize me and stuff like that, but I think, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, that probably does affect my decision on that because you know mm-hmm. I know a little bit more about uh, dementia as like a, a real thing, and it 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 was hard to deal with. But like, I don't think I could still let a loved one like that go. Um, mm-hmm. I think I could let someone like my grandma, like I wouldn't take care of her because, you know, obviously I love my grandparents, but like, it's not like, like I would love a, like a significant other. Mm-hmm. What about gotcha. you? Have you, have you ever, if, if you want to speak on it? Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it, it would, it, it'd be totally unfair of me to ask you and then. <laughs> um, <laughs> nah, I ain't answering <laughs> that shit. <laughs> no. No, but yeah, uh, actually right now my, my grandma is in the throes of dementia also and has been for, I'm going to get the time wrong, but that's like right. I did find too. Something like, yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of my experience with it. And she got that, like started to get bad with it after I had moved away from home. 
so I didn't really have the option. Well, uh-huh. I didn't. I did, but I didn't really go visit her nearly as much as I should have when I lived close, and now I live half a country away, so I, I, I very rarely see her, but my mom takes care of her on a semi-frequent basis, and we have in-depth conversations about what it's like and the things that she says and you know whenever i visit her it's usually about five sentences of conversation repeated um over and over and over again over the course of a few hours and like you said it's it's really hard to see that because this is you know someone that you you know maybe you looked up to you loved for whatever reason but they're they're not them anymore and that's an incredibly incredibly difficult thing to deal with and i i want to stop real quick and give give firewatch as a game props because i can't think of another game and i I may just be drawing a blank but i can't think of another game that dealt with the realities of what it is like to interact with somebody who has such a severe mental illness from the side of the the person who is completely you know fine in terms Mm -hmm. of their their mental health and i maybe there are other games that have done it i think i can't think of one that has handled it nearly as well as this but it's an incredibly delicate thing to handle and i think the game did a fantastic job in conveying how how henry must feel and why it's so difficult and why he ran away um and to, to kind of loop back onto the initial question of do i think i could handle what henry went through i honestly don't know yeah um i mean nine was a best guess yeah obviously they're all gonna be best guesses because thank god neither of us are in that situation but it it would be so incredibly difficult to live through that honestly just that hell of falling in love with someone and then becoming a part of your life and then them just collapsing in this way and and especially so because um it's not consistent i think that makes it worse that the game specifically says that some days you get the Julia that you married. Some days it is like it was, and other days it is she is a different person. She is yeah. not a person that you even know. And I think that that would be so jarring that I'm not sure I could deal with that. I, I like to mm-hmm. think I would. <laughs> I like to think like you, I would suffer through it. I like to think of myself as a great altruist who is the pinnacle of human decency, but... I've yeah. not been put in that situation. It may turn out that I'm a shepherd who just leaves at fucking minute one because yeah. that's really hard. Um, but yeah, like so I, I said, I'd the, probably end up doing something, something terrible. But I don't know. Oh what yeah, I'd do. yeah. Maybe I'd start I just, doing you know, coke or meth. Man, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You need <laughs> your escape, right? I get you. I feel you. Yeah, but yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, thinking about it now, because so many of these points uh, that we make during these podcasts really make me think more about the game just conversing about Mm. it in this format and i think that's like one of the coolest parts about it is like i play it points mean something to me points mean something to you you know i if you wouldn't have brought it up now i probably wouldn't have thought of it as deeply as when you brought it up now Mm -hmm. um than what i would have just been playing the game um so i think think that's like a super now that i think about it i do think that's like a super keen point to the game and i i do think it's a Mm. pretty strong um part that could have you know made me think a lot but i was just too damn distracted by the fucking <laughs> mystery man <laughs> i i hear you um i do want to i do want to roll back to that real quick and just a follow-up question do you think henry is an asshole for leaving julia and like running away from his problems and running away from the commitment he made to her so no no judgment i no don't judgment. i actually don't um 
I think what Henry did was realize he can't handle it. He tried his best, but with his personality, with his way that he, you know, his path of thinking, he does mention that he kind of like flirts with someone from someone from the bar. He was drinking mm-hmm. a lot. Um, he like lock. He basically locks her in her room. <laughs> Uh, and goes out which i think that part makes him an asshole but Mm -hmm. i think his realization that he's not good for julia um he his her parents would be better at watching her and realizing that he's not he shouldn't be in the picture which he really shouldn't be because he's an asshole so Mm. he's not an asshole for leaving because he's taking himself out of the situation that he's no good in but he should be be doing the right thing by she should have done the right thing by not drinking not doing all this you know all mm-hmm. the all the uh promiscuous uh actions that he had you so in there you said that um his leaving because of his realization that he wasn't good with julia wasn't wasn't uh, like didn't make him an asshole in his realization that like her parents would be better but was it his realization like was that his or did it happen because of his failings at yeah. dealing with it and he never That's realized true. it and i think i think a lot of the game is him coming to terms with whether or not it is fair so yeah yeah that's true in in my in my henry uh <laughs> my my version of henry um saw probably saw that he had a chance to have his parents help and him help and make amends because i don't think that that necessarily meant it was done for him. I think maybe mm-hmm. the parents could have watched her for a little bit, you know, like just so he could get his bearings back and he could understand what he was doing and, you know, take her back. I think he could have been more responsible about it in that way, but I think he knows deep down that he'll never be that. Mm-hmm. So in your your version of the game, your reading of the game's ending, he he comes to terms with the fact that he has to go back to her is that oh I, i've I never i didn't think about that i have no idea my i'm I'm not comfortable <laughs> giving my thoughts on what he does after the game's credits roll mm. um, i think to be fair though i i do think the developer leaves it open so you can yeah and not even like what happens after the credit roll like what what how does henry feel about it after the game is over like what sort of realization does he come to do you think he he is now stuck into his life with Julia. Do you think he is moving on now after this experience? I don't know, Alex. It's okay. What do you, you think? <laughs> uh, I bring this question up because I, I did talk about the game beforehand with a couple of people. Yeah. And this was, this was a question that I thought was interesting because people had different reads of the ending. Yeah. My, my read of it was that Henry went through this experience and, you know, was trying to escape from everything, basically, and his relationship with Delilah built up. And in, in my specific playthrough of the game, he, like I said, he asked Delilah to move back to Boulder with him, and she says no, and it then basically tells him to go back to Julia. And I read that and his reaction to it and his responses as being him saying, okay, I can't continue to run away from who i am and my problems yeah and going back to her but i have also heard the opposite is true uh, in so, not you know, like in the game but other people's reads of the ending mm-hmm. were different than mine that's why i was curious about how you viewed it i like things to be excuse me i like things to wrap up nicely in that way um so mm-hmm. i think i would have 
my Henry probably would have ended up going back to to help out with Julia after having to take this leave of absence. Um, so yeah, that's that's my general answer for it. I think you I think All you right. elaborated pretty well on it. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So um, did you did you think Henry's an asshole? Oh. Did we did we touch on that? Oh no, we didn't actually. Um, that's, I was gonna glaze right past it and dodge the hard questions. Yeah, I wanted to talk about the easy ones. Like, <laughs> I don't know, but like, I wanted to talk about the easy ones. Like, did Henry have square fingers? Gee, his yes, fingers he did. were like fucking squarish. <laughs> yeah, get it together. Um, that studio, Campo Santo. Okay, yeah, that that place. Get it together. Yeah, yeah. Everything in the game was beautiful except for his perfectly beautiful square fingers. Damn it, they were gorgeous. Cardboard fingers. Cardboard yeah, fingers. but is he an um, asshole for having cardboard fingers? <laughs> so he, I don't think Henry is an asshole, Ooh. but I do think what he did was reprehensible. Yeah, it was just so understandably human. Yeah, that it I can't classify him as an asshole for doing something I'm not sure I wouldn't have done myself. Yeah, but I think the interesting thing is I. I'm curious as to what other people might think based on the situation they are in um, in their current life, right? Leave it in the comments below. What would you do? Yeah, like and tweet and let us know in the comments. Tweet, what would you do with your your, um, dementia wife? Hashtag Henry's an asshole or hashtag he's all right. Are you on team Henry or are you on team Julia? (laughs) Join the conversation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll start a twilight-esque discussion oh yes except for the source material is gonna be significantly better yeah and more sad and much more sad though the, i never finished twilight something about babies ripping out of stomachs and people what? eating each other i only and, watched the first movie so i don't really know that much about it it was I, okay i've heard people talk about it offhand are, the, by the little you know about the movie are you an edward or the other guy fan the one that's got the box head jacob jacob yeah um i'm probably one's the werewolf like he, the other one's the mm, vampire right yeah yeah i think edward is the vampire yeah, edward's definitely i would say vampire. i'm definitely team i'm probably team jacob and i don't have a reason for that i just chose one yeah but that's what i'm at yeah for for more outdated memes <laughs> <laughs> contact us because <laughs> i'm i'm all about those vampires baby Oh man, we got even more divisive discussion to have on this podcast, mm-hmm. but we're not gonna do it. Let's move along. What do you feel about that one? How do you feel about a new question, Duncan? I like it. I think we. All right. I like the questions we've asked, but yeah, let's move we on. We got deep into that let's one, so let's maybe do a lighter one. Yeah. Um. Or not? Fuck it. We can keep going deep. Uh, yeah, keep going deep. Go deeper. Keep we can deep. cut this out. <laughs> Please. No. <laughs> no, I really like this. I like this. Um, let's let's jump into the next one here. What 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 kind of relationship? Uh, we 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 touched on this briefly, but I'm curious. What kind of relationship did did your Henry end up having with the Delilah over the radio? And and more specifically, was was that maybe like a reflection of you, or do you think that was more of a reflection of the character the game gave you? It was definitely a reflection of the character that the game gave me. I didn't feel like I was Henry at all. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Uh, we spoke a little mm-hmm. bit in Dropsy about um, protagonists that aren't you um, and how mm-hmm. that can be good and not a bad thing because I think a lot of games are doing that where you are the protagonist. They are built structurally and um, dialogue 
dialogue dialogically is that a word probably not mm, <laughs> nope definitely not good but i'm <laughs> sure it's not <laughs> yeah generic so you can fill in the shoes um and my henry was pretty mild a lot of the questions i think delilah asked me i felt were a little prying i thought she was very forward about the the questions she asked you and my henry was just kind of like mm. Like, he'd answer some things, but only when mm. he was feeling emotional about it. And um, he was pretty mild. He went back and forth a lot. I I was very indecisive if I wanted to lead um, Delilah on into this relationship via radio. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that's, Do they, that's pretty fair. I This is a total off question. Well, a Go little bit it. off. Do they, like, try and have radio sex at some point? You know, they don't say they do in the game. But doesn't, but doesn't didn't she say, I wish the I was there right now? And then... That's not radio sex, Duncan. No, no, but there... And then she's like, well, what? He says, you you have the option to say, what would you do? Mm. Or something like that. Fuck. You're, I think you might be right, but I didn't respond that way. Yeah. So I don't know what she happens. Gets, she, gets, she sounds kind of like a little like mm, i'll tell you and then it cuts to black i think i might be wrong folks did you choose that option yeah was your henry I... a little horny boy <laughs> henry <laughs> dude he's all alone you think he's got a you think he's got a couple couple hustlers in that backpack <laughs> i don't think so oh uh, what i thought was really interesting about that scene actually kind of diving in i don't know if you noticed this or if you did this but mm-hmm. She tells you to basically be like looking at the fire, and at one point I was looking and then turned around because you can see her watchtower, yeah. and then she asked if I was looking at the fire, and I responded with "No, I'm looking at you." Oh which yeah, was real cool. Yeah, that's I really cool. liked the game. I mean, I don't know. So if did was you like have to point at the tower and then? I, yeah, my, I was looking <sighs> at like my camera was centered on the tower, and I don't know if that was like a response that's, to that camera cool. change. Yeah, it but must it was have been really cool. Maybe who knows. That would be cool. Yeah. We're going to say it does because that's a better game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that was that was really good. I really that's liked cool. that scene. Yeah, um, but so my relationship was wishy-washy with her. A little bit here, a little bit of there. Uh, what about you? Yeah. It was, I, I think I ended up playing the game how I, maybe how I envisioned Henry would have been, mm-hmm. which is I started off very standoffish and wouldn't tell her anything and then you know, typical running away from my problems. I don't want to talk. I've been drinking rough guy that you see in all the movies mm-hmm. and then sort of transitioned into maybe what I thought was the more realistic stage, which was after a, a small connection, Henry just needed someone to talk to yeah. and needed to have a relationship with someone who was mentally whole. <laughs> and <laughs> he... <laughs> shut up. Um, <laughs> and then he, he, he started just completely letting her know anything that was going on and she would ask a question and he would just give a straight answer because in in the fiction that I built in my head in my Henry he he really just needed someone to talk to yeah. and I think that was um I think there's a line outlet. about her being a therapist to him like he's like you should be a therapist something like that something like I I've, I vaguely recall that there was a lot of dialogue in the game yeah. so we are probably misquoting a lot of things yep. but it's cool roll with it the voice acting was so top oh yeah though. pretty pretty good voice acting i i like delilah a lot better than henry's voice acting i think they were both good but i think delilah did a really good job um, really yeah i didn't find one significantly better than the other yeah. but 
I just liked maybe it wasn't that I found it better, but I just liked her voice a lot. Um yeah, that's fair. So that's fair. They were both fantastic. Yeah, I would I would definitely say so. Uh does giving the player the ability to choose dialogue options give you in or give you agency? Like instead draw does it draw you in or give you agency to the story? Because a little a little information for you guys uh nothing choice does not matter in this game in the sense that it's not going to change anything major about the story um no matter how Mm -hmm. you talk to delilah she's not gonna wait for you she ain't gonna call you back (laughs) she's not gonna (laughs) yeah everything will always be the same in a very major story sense there are some connections that you can you know make that will um come back in later conversations but nothing major so do you yeah even knowing that do you feel like those options uh you know gave you that agency or draw you into the game i did think that they did that i felt like it really it, it's hard to say right because i think you and i play video games differently and i think you mentioned this you know previously off mic before where i will i tend to trend toward the middle of what I think the game wants me to do, the characters it wanted to build. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will choose the answers that seem in line with that, the answers that seem like they're the way the story was intended to be written, right. like nine times out of ten. And I think you have said in times you, you, when you're given choices, you like to kind of fuck around with it a little bit, yeah, so yeah. to speak. Sometimes yeah. a little bit so, of column A, column B, from what you do and what <laughs> you say I do. Yeah. Um, so... In that regard, I feel like it really does give me agency because I will end up choosing more often than not the the dialogue options and the, the choices that give the story that the developers seem like they wanted, right? And yeah. in that case, it, it makes me feel more drawn in because I feel like I'm having those conversations. I feel like I'm making those choices. But I think it's, it's a double-edged sword because if I wanted to play a character that the game didn't want to write but they gave me the option to be that character... I feel like it could really draw you out of it when you're like, well, that's based on everything I've done. That's not something like that's not a person that like a choice that this person would have made. And I think that's really interesting. And I think there's a lot of games that sort of toe that line mm-hmm. to to varying degrees of success. And I think Firewatch did it well. I don't mind that the story doesn't change. I actually kind of like that because it shows the developers had an intent behind it. And they had a story they wanted to tell, mm-hmm. but I could I, I didn't choose the options that didn't seem like Henry, right? So yeah. I don't know if that maybe maybe they did it poorly if you played on the fringe, you know, the outside, basically. Yeah. Well, so what I do know about the game is that I read a Reddit post. I'm, I don't know who, who posted it, but they said they played the game not speaking to her at all because you can choose to just not say anything. And that uh, Delilah was still very sweet to him and like new mm-hmm. things about him that he, she shouldn't have known because he never mentioned it and that's definitely like a point of like the game expected you to play the way they want you to, wanted you to play um mm-hmm. which you know i mean it's a minor flaw i don't i don't think anyone who is ever seriously going to play firewatch will just absolutely say nothing because that just ruins the whole point of the story um yeah so I just think that's an interesting point to bring up. Not that I, it's like a real criticism, uh, but so I don't think that making alternate endings or making alternate paths down the story would have been very strong. I would have liked to seen some very minor ones, uh, maybe kind of a different ending when you talk to Delilah on the radio of just her f- general feelings towards you. That would have been kind of nice. Um, mm-hmm. But 
I feel like without dialogue options, the game wouldn't really even be a game. You know, it wouldn't really yeah. even, it would just be just walk here, then walk there, walk here, walk there. There wouldn't be much else to it. Uh, so the dialogue options gave a lot to the game. And I understand that they were trying to tell a story, but there were some times where I just kind of wish that the ways I talked to Delilah mattered a little bit more um, in not a major story sense where I wanted it to change everything, change the mystery, change the um, the overall ending. I wanted to like, you know, be like, oh, Henry, I love you, everything like, you know, <laughs> like that. But, you know, a little, a couple, a couple more noticeable touches where I felt like things that I said mattered would have been nice. Yeah, um, I think that's fair. And I think that's a criticism of, so many of these different games um yeah specifically um uh, spoilers for walking dead telltale season one uh there, there's a lot of that that sort of criticism where well your choices don't really make that much of a difference the game just goes out of its way to make you feel like they make that much of a difference yeah. i guess that wasn't really a spoiler but no not uh, really like that sort of critique is pretty prominent throughout dialogue based games hey. and i think it's a hey? life's strange that one felt like yeah. it mattered. That's for sure. That's true, but there are still people that say that certain choices left them feeling um, un- unfulfilled with the reactions or the responses that they yeah. got because it, it's it's really hard. And I think that's something that maybe people, they probably realize, but they don't necessarily think about it. If you want the game to really take into account your dialogue options or your choices and then build the game on that, that's so much extra work for every dialogue option they have to build two trees and then from each of those they have to build two trees and it just grows exponentially until eventually you want them to make five full-fledged games people had the same issue with the mass effect series where it felt like the choices mattered in the moment and then they didn't have long-standing consequences so it it's an interesting dilemma that i think games really have to find a way to address properly or people need to maybe be having their expectations changed yeah. basically hey um, alex we should make another podcast <laughs> and talk about that eh? you think yeah you think yeah i think so maybe we do you want to put a little pressure maybe. on ourselves <laughs> no i don't i hate pressure <laughs> pressure makes diamonds but i'd be a shitty diamond it would be cool to talk about that that's something i'd like to i want to talk more about but i don't want to waste our all of our time our firewatch time our firewatch time talking about mm-hmm. i think talking about dialogue options they're you know how crazy they can get or how you know they don't have to be that crazy is something really cool yeah and i think it's super interesting because the developer by giving you dialogue options inherently releases control of the story they are trying to tell yeah which is a bold move bold move but interesting mm-hmm. and it, it definitely does change things quite a bit mm-hmm. yeah I, I, that's a that's a Tip of my hat to the to the Watchmen, <laughs> not not the not the Blue Watchmen, the the Fire Watchmen, the Blue Watchmen, the blue. You're you referring to the comic book in which one character is blue, <laughs> the the one the black and white, the blue one, and that's all I know. I only know those two mm, from the comic mm, book. Rorschach, Rorschach and, and Man- Manhattan, something Manhattan, Doctor Manhattan, Doctor Manhattan, Doctor Professor Manhattan dr professor manhattan we're There's getting also... so off track <laughs> anyway you want to get us back on track here duncan <laughs> i i, I want to grab the wheel and turn us right <laughs> to the return trips because fuck man so a lot of the game presents you with the day it's like day seven and delilah's like go check this out 
you go check it out and then you whatever happens in the story and then she's like well come back to your fire tower sometimes like if it's in the game cre- game's credit it cuts to black and teleports you to the fire tower sometimes mm. it doesn't and do you think <laughs> that those trips back to your fire tower ever really enhanced the game that much or did it just feel like filler a little bit and a chance for you and delilah to talk a little bit more yes and no right um it, like you said there are definitely times when they use that to their advantage like when you walk back and then find out that your tower has been broken into or delilah tells you hey there's somebody in your tower right now and it it really adds urgency and it, yeah. it enhances the mystery that again maybe may or not you know maybe or maybe should not have been in the game or has played such a prominent role but it does from time to time give you that sort of rush but there are other times where it definitely doesn't there's the scene where you break into the um break into the fenced in area specifically you walk from your tower to there Mm -hmm. find out you need something walk literally to the other corner of the map (laughs) get that thing walk back and then break in and walk through there and then leave and at that point it was definitely like okay this is this is tedious. Where's my clown I do car? I not want to keep doing this. <laughs> yeah. Why isn't this game just dropsy? Oh. <laughs> um, I, I don't feel that way at all. I said I was going to make a couple of those jokes, but I'll, I'll lay off of it. <laughs> I did actually. I wasn't thinking about dropsy at all when I was playing this game. So. Yeah, good. You shouldn't have been because this was a better game. I said it there. <laughs> did you ever find the return trips valuable? Huh? Oh, did I find the return trips valuable? Yeah, Eh. let's pivot. The the moments that you, the specific moments you mentioned, yes, but everything else I felt like I was just kind of filling in. I would have Mm. preferred me to cut to black and then gone on another adventure. I didn't mind walking around. I didn't mind backtracking a couple Mm. places. There were some paths you only visited once, like really only had yeah. to visit once and i think i would have wouldn't have minded going there again and if you would have changed a couple of things that would have been cool to fit those extra dialogue options in um but i don't think they like completely harshed my game experience and like i was like oh this is yeah. bullshit i gotta walk here walk back walk here walk <laughs> back it didn't even make me feel that bad but there were some times where i was just holding the sprint button and just being like come yeah. on let's get to the other side of the map and like just getting a little frustrated and I like getting lost Definitely. in that game, like you're not getting lost, like getting lost in the, the the story or anything like that. Like actually just being like, where the fuck am I? And like checking the map <laughs> and looking my left, looking my right, seeing directions. That was a really cool part of the game. I didn't mind that at all. But when it came to just being like, I know where I'm going. I know this is the path. And I just want to get to the place to get to the rest of the story. There were some points yeah. where I definitely felt that. And it wasn't, like I said, didn't ruin my game experience, but it definitely, um, Definitely harshed the mellow a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah, I, that's that's true. I think the reason it was maybe so bad was because it was contrasted with those like hard cuts to black, yeah. which happened in between. And I thought those were handled very well, mm-hmm. so that it it kept the story moving. And when that didn't happen, then I found myself like realizing I was at the end of a journey and being like, "All right, cut to black, cut to black, yeah. cut to black. I don't want to have to walk that. <laughs> cut to black." Yeah, uh, right. especially because like that is a poorly kept up forest because you have to like jump over downed bridges and yeah. climb up rock faces, and it's like, how does this is not these trails aren't good, guys? <laughs> Can we be Fix honest? That bridge. Can we be honest? 
how yeah. stupid is the log on the floor that you have to press space to gently jump over? <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on. Like, every right, every right. other, like, press space to climb up the rocks. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. They're like, mm. yeah, I mean, it wasn't that cool. No, it was actually kind of bad, I thought. But yeah, go on. but, like, it didn't bother me that much. Like, I thought it was fine, but it just didn't bother me. But that bothered me. I'm like... Just make it, just just put a trigger box here, and when I hit that box, play an animation of me jumping over the, the thing. That's all I, <laughs> why do I have to press space when I walk up to it? It's just, to me, that's like a gaming sin. Like, I hate that. Mm. I, I don't like that. Um, as far I mean, as, that's, huh? yeah. As far that, as fair. The, the, like, pressing space to climb up the rocks, eh, I would have liked a nice little mini game, like a nice little, like, A- I like you had to press like A D A D A D to like you know, kind of get up there. I don't know something. I'm something a little bit more. I might have complained about that just as much. I yeah. I maybe just wish some of the rock faces were different because they're all exactly the same. Yeah. Like left, right, left, right. You're up in a straight up path. If it was like you, even if you didn't do anything, the animation was just different because the rock formation was different. I think that would have been a lot more interesting. Yeah. Also, but, you know, again, that's development time. Yeah, that's true. Also, where is where is he getting like all this rope? Because you pick up like one backpack, and he's like, "This is a lot of rope, and it'll probably last me a long time." And you <laughs> use rope like eighty times. Like that's exaggerating, yeah. obviously, but you use rope a lot in the game. Like they did write it off. <laughs> like, oh, this is probably enough rope to last me the rest of my time here yeah. the whole summer. But it's, like, it's not a very big backpack, dude. And you don't like gather the rope up after you're done using it. You just leave it there. Also, those so. rope, those rope scenes that took way too long for me to climb up and down. Like. Have you ever tried climbing? That's just not easy. Oh no, All right, Duncan. I'm not saying it's easy. I would, I would either fall or get rope burn and cry. I, I would <laughs> fuck up. But Henry's a man. You gotta understand what? that. <laughs> what the hell are you? I'm a boy. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're a grown ass boy. I'm a, I'm one grown boy. Um, that was cringe. Please take that out. <laughs> We'll see. Go we'll on see. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have all the editing power. No. Yeah, maybe I edit this episode. Oh, fuck um, you. But, but yeah, they just took too long, man. It's, I understand why, because it's realistic. And, but just, just yeah. like the walking, I'm just like, all right, let's get up this. Like, I liked it the first time. I also would have liked to see Henry, like, trip a couple times or, like, fall i mean he does fall the very first time that's his first time though like i don't know maybe uh, him falling gets him into a new experience uh, so you want to be would've... fucking nathan drake now <laughs> <laughs> does nathan drake fuck up a lot i've only played the first one a little bit he doesn't fuck up hardly at all but the environment is constantly <laughs> breaking <laughs> A hundred percent of the times, you're like, mm, "See, I'm gonna fall. I actually, I'm do gonna like make this jump, lot. and everything's gonna break." I kind of yeah, wish I that did game two had a for bit. the first three games. <laughs> well, that's and then at some point, it's like, guys, Nathan come Drake. on. No, I haven't played enough. I haven't even finished four yet. I Ooh. need to play more. Yeah, I gotta beat the trilogy still. It's on my, my PS4. <laughs> that's another good game we won't talk about. So go play Uncharted. Yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll do it. <laughs> not, not before Life is Strange. <laughs> 
that's an episode we'll do soon. Um, <laughs> soon. <laughs> getting back on track here. Did you did you have anything else you wanted to touch on? Just like because like in general or are you trying to end this do you want to leave specifically i don't want to leave do i love this podcast but i also don't want to do another two-hour episode and yeah we're, we're hitting we, that we still got a close in that um I, anything important anything important well this is basically a book talk guys so we're gonna go through it kind of freestyle you'll have to bear with us yeah yeah definitely have to bear with us i think so i want to close out with my just a general opinions and maybe it'll spawn some more thoughts uh some more points uh Mm -hmm. i think overall the game was dissatisfying to me i wouldn't really recommend it to many people honestly what i'd recommend more is watching the game but i know that harshes the developers insanely i say watching the game just because like i think it should be more of like a (laughs) it's so weird because i don't want to say it should be more of a movie but like the way I interacted with the game didn't feel like much of a game. It felt like mm. more like I was watching a movie that I got to press a button to choose what the main character said. Um, and yeah, I think that that's definitely okay in a sense that I just, I just wanted something a little bit more. Maybe that's just how I like games, how I play games, how I enjoyed it. But I did constantly feel myself just kind of like my like finger just like being like, Ugh, I'm so tired of just like holding the W key and just mm-hmm. like going forward all the time. Even though like I'm choosing these dialogue options, there's a lot of interesting story elements going on. But would the game be that much worse if it was auto run and you just chose the dialogue options? You know, I mean, the navigation's cool and everything like that, but like, I think there's a more thought out opinion I probably have of how to improve this game that I can't really give you a full evaluation of, but there's something there that really bothers me about how the game is played in the sense of like how you walk around this forest that I just couldn't get over in the end of being like, wow, I just, I feel like I just. I just was the the W key slave and I just fucking just went forward. Mm. And that's part of just being a walking simulator, you know? Uh, but yeah, that's, that's my, you, that's one of the points of the game. I think, you know, making a compliment sandwich here. <laughs> I, I think that the relationships between all the characters, including between Henry himself being the strongest, were really good. There's a lot of good content there. There's a lot to walk away with and think about real life experiences with it. The thing that I think this podcast made me realize a little bit more is this is a very real game. Everything about it is realistic, like the girls disappearing and or mm. disappearing and then just turning out they're arrested. <laughs> very real. Um, this, I mean, the guy being a hermit in the forest isn't very realistic, but it's more likely than super something supernatural happening or the government spying on you. Again, mm. very realistic. Um, and I think expectations were different for me than they were for you. I think that obviously just got me down a little bit. Um, So that's why I don't think I'd recommend the game really. And I don't think it'll really stick with me as something that was super strong just because I have a bad taste in my mouth. I will say that it's a unique game that does something good with its story. But with the gameplay, I don't know what they could do 
but it just it just needs to be elevated a little bit in my opinion so if we're gonna jump back here very briefly it, it sounds like you are surmising that the the inclusion of dialogue choices did not give you a sense of agency enough so that it made it feel like it deserved to be a game so to speak uh poor poor wording undeserved to be a game that's yeah. not that's not something i should ever have said but you no, understand what i, I get what at. you mean um hmm. that's that's a thinker um i'm gonna i'm gonna take a little pause think about that um We'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> That's not like a trademark song, is it? I don't know what that is. Probably. Is that a trademark song? I don't know what that is. Damn it. I'm going to say no. I, I think that Firewatch is a game. I would never call it not a game. Mm -hmm. But do I think it's a game that I think is a good game? <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, I'm. is it a... Is it a good experience is it a good story yes is it a good game not at all if that makes sense right. like it, yeah the so story like is it's, decent it's not for the characters the the mystery's okay not very good in my opinion <laughs> and the the experience of being henry and evaluating all the things is very strong but i don't think the game itself is strong at all if you remove the story there's no game there yeah, I mean that's very true. I, I can agree with where that. I feel like, uh, like the fall or dropsy, you remove the story and there's still a game there. Um, I don't feel like there's really a game here, which I don't think means it's a bad game, but it's just not for me then, because I like there mm -hmm. to be a little bit of game behind my story. All right, that's fair. Um, going going off of that, Duncan gave his overarching. Things I'll give mine. I, I I definitely see and feel where you were coming from there, and it didn't feel very gamey. I think the difference between you and I in this particular instance is that 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 inclusion of dialogue options does draw me in enough so that I can relate to the characters significantly more, mm -hmm. even if it's really small things like the beginning of the game where you're given text blurbs and then you click on one of two options and it doesn't really change anything except for maybe the next text blurb, but it may, it drew me in that combined with the strong story made me feel their relationship and their trauma that they were going through so much more than i think if i had just been reading it off of you know the some book or something like that yeah. not to say anything bad about books but it it wouldn't have drawn me in in the same way um so in contrast to what duncan said i would very highly recommend this game to a, a great deal of people i Maybe not the people who just listened to the podcast and had 100% of it spoiled, but your <laughs> friends who haven't listened to our podcast. Um, I think it is it is definitely not for everyone. It is not very gamey, like Duncan said. The mystery is not... It doesn't complete well enough. It doesn't tie into the, the tone of the rest of the game well enough, and so it does fall flat, and I think a lot of people will be very disappointed by it. That being said, I think it tells one of the most human and one of the most powerful human stories that I have experienced in a video game to this point. Maybe not the most powerful, but it is so incredibly well done that it is relatable and understandable on a level that I think games, generally speaking, fail to achieve the majority of the time. And I think for that reason alone, it is worth playing. But... 
it definitely has its flaws and when it comes to gameplay and it is not you know it were the mystery better did it conclude better if it was played up less i guess in the middle of it i would be recommending this game even higher i would be saying it's you know one of my favorite games of the last five years but because it does fall flat there a little bit i would i would have to say it's i highly recommend it i think it's very very good but there's definitely room for improvement. I guess end of the day, I'm really excited to see what Campo Santo does next, though. A movie? <laughs> well, they're not doing it, but yes, Firewatch <laughs> is actually becoming a movie. I think it'll be a much better than movie than a game, but I, that's me. Mm, yeah, um, I don't know. But I don't know. Echoing off what you said, you know, giving giving what you said and giving a little bit, you know, combining the two ideas into a nice harmonious uh, thought here. Ooh, uh, harmonious. Uh, I think that everything that you spoke about, about, you know, about the richness of the characters, and there's not a whole lot of games that are like that, I will give you for sure. Um, I think, I think stay strong about that opinion because I think it's, you know, it's a, it's a real, it's a really good thought on the game. And um, if you're someone that would enjoy that part, hell yeah, go for it, buy it. But if you're someone like me who likes story in their game for sure, but needs a little bit of a game backbone, yeah, not not so much. Maybe that's just what I said before, but I think thinking about what you had said uh, maybe gives that gives that uh, contention there, if that's the right word. Yeah, mm-hmm. contention sounds right. That's, <laughs> that's a word, right? It, the contention's a word. a word. Yeah, yeah. It's Vocabulary like cast. It's Anyway, <laughs> hey, Miss Second Grade Teacher, do you remember in vocab where you put contention in the vocab book? Because I don't remember now, and I need your help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough. fair enough. So that's that's going to do it this week for, yeah. for Firewatch. Hopefully it was interesting, good discussion for you guys. Hopefully those of you who played the game, like, like Duncan and I did, and then talked about it afterwards, I really do feel like you get a whole lot out of it from hearing someone else's perspective. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You know, you're welcome. We're great. Um, so, speaking of our greatness, speaking of, take 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 a take a follow, take a like, take a comment, do something to uh, for us on the Twitters, on the iTunes, mm. on the Podbeans, whatever. You, you said take a like. You know, we're not on Facebook though, right? <laughs> There's likes on YouTube. Well, we're gonna put this on YouTube. We're not on YouTube either. We can put this on YouTube. Well, we uh, fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, definitely take a like. Take a like. <laughs> real. Um, yeah. No, but yeah, follow us on Twitter is maybe the the most important thing, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. Sure. We'll say that. If you wanna, if you want our our updates for when we make new episodes, or if you have criticisms, anything, we'll take some some good constructive criticisms. I sound really constructive. Des- constructive. Criticism. I sounded really desperate there. I'm like anything, anything, man, anything. Whatever I'll take it. Just give it to me. Just please, sir. Call me a please. <laughs> Call me a, a piece of shit. I don't care. Just just say something. Let <laughs> me know someone's out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah. Though uh, follow us on from Twitter P1. at thoughts from P. Yeah, shit. that's it. At thoughts you got, from you P1. got it first. At thoughts from P. Or, Twitter's hard. Yeah, or email us at thoughts from player one at gmail dot com. Um, mm-hmm. Make sure to to leave us a, a rating on itunes or wherever you can leave ratings for podcasts this is st- if you're interested in that yeah this is so long our we should make this like three seconds 
it should have been like three seconds, but then we did goofs, Duncan. The, the goofs, goofs and the gaffs. Do you want to let the audience know about what game we're going to play next that we've th- th- had issues deciding if we're going to play because it's a <laughs> little bit longer? Yeah, sure. So next two weeks, we are hoping to play Thelma, which is... Uh, which, is which is... Oh. Which is... Which is... Uh, from the creators of Amnesia, The Dark Descent, Komsoma, a sci-fi horror game set below the waves of the Atlantic Ocean, struggled to survive a hostile word world that will make you question your very existence. Hopefully, questioning your very existence won't be a disappointing girl at a watchtower. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> no, so this this next episode, actually, assuming all goes according to plan, we're we're both kind of busy, and this game's like supposed to be ten to twelve hours. And also, I am a very big old pussy when it comes to scary games, so <laughs> we're gonna see how it goes. If all goes according to plan, we will actually probably upload this episode on Halloween Ooh. or right around Halloween. It's gonna be our spooky, spectacular Halloween special, and um, play the spooky music. Giving it a shot. <laughs> I we got spooky music. <laughs> I wish we had. I've requested music, too much music. I got no. Gotta we need the music. <laughs> yeah. We need the music. Halloween. Um, hopefully, stay tuned. Hopefully. all ten of if you, we, please. <laughs> if not, we'll update it on our Twitter, which right now only has one tweet, and it was a week late because Duncan's an eighty-year-old man who doesn't know how to Twitter. <laughs> but. You should have heard me. You should have heard me talking to my other friend. I'm like, okay, so if I at someone, what does that do? Like, does that post them on their wall? What are we looking at here? They're, are they going to get, like, a private message? This is my first time using Twitter. I'm a, like, I'm a Reddit and, like, like that's it. Like, I'm a Reddit. I'm a human uh, Reddit or a, a sometimes 4chan, but we don't talk about that shit. Uh, definitely don't ever talk about that shit ever again on our not podcast. Not B. Not B, though. That shit's crazy. Don't ever. Don't ever again. go to B, kids. Please, kids. It's it's kids especially. Please don't go to B. Kids, just don't go on the internet. Don't. It's not safe. Don't post videos of yourself when you're a kid. I've. This is a tangent. This is for after. This is our life advice podcast now, so. Yeah. This is for after, but like. Did you, if you if you you had you had the ability to upload videos of you as a kid and take videos of yourself do you think you would have done a lot of embarrassing shit and uploaded it to youtube mm, no for me it's like a definitely i was very scared oh oh my god i wish you would have had that then <sighs> there is there is one video out there um Ooh. i'll have to show it to Ooh. you afterwards uh it is so bad it does not have me in it but i was the director uh, oh, it was. We'll link it in the description. No, no, <laughs> please no. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know what it is afterwards. But um, it was right. pretty bad. So I feel like being like I was a very creative kid. So I feel like if I would have had access to that, I definitely would have uh, done some bad, crazy shit. No, not like well, yeah, but you know, okay. some embarrassing <laughs> shit. Not dark shit, just weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. Kids, kid yeah, shit. Kid shit. I got you. So, all right. Well, we'll see you. See you. See you. Halloween, and hopefully you'll be able to listen because you won't be trick or treating because you're not a little kid, or maybe you are. Yeah. If you're going trick or treating, send us your Halloween candy at PO Box one 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 two three. My my house.
you've uh you've used a lot of PO boxes in your day, haven't you? <laughs> a whole zero. <laughs> See don't Halloween. Send us your Halloween candy kids. Yeah. Please don't. If also don't maybe listen cuz you're pretty young and I say the fuck word from time to time and that's a bad influence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Whatever. Um see you Halloween. Yeah, so that's going to do it. Bye. Bye. You want to You want to say it? You want to say Oh, thanks for doing business with ya. And happy right. pre-Halloween. Bye. Bye. Firewatch sucks. It's a. <laughs> I'm glad we have that audio clip now for me to edit in randomly into the podcast.